Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Broja. What's poppin' Fantasy Football Fiend family? Welcome back to the best new fantasy football podcast on the air. The Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your host Zay, and as always, I got the guys with me. Holla at the people, Young Vander. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And my guy, Bro Joe. Holla at the people, Bro Joe. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we got a lot for you today. Some laughs and entertainments for sure. Your news and notes, your rapid fire 10, your week seven preview, start sit advice. It will be a jam packed show. So we're going to hop right into it. If you're looking to follow us uh, on Facebook, we are the Fantasy Football Fiend family Facebook group on IG, Fantasy Football Fiend. That's F E I N. And if you need to get any information to us or promos, advertising, things of that nature, that's Fantasy Football Fiend. Again, F E I N at gmail now let's go right ahead and hop into your news and now your fantasy news so we have a few injuries and a few people that are going to be benefiting from injuries in front of them on the depth chart. I guess we'll start out with Arizona. They have a Hollywood Brown, who they are indicating is going to probably be out for minimum a month or more right now. You have James Conner, who's dealing with rib injuries, and he's questionable for this week. Daryl Williams has already been assigned the out moniker for the week, so it looks like, you know, Benjamin is going to be the one to get a heavy workload. Also, their kicker, Matt Prater, is also hurt. So they, they're dealing with a few different injuries there in Arizona. Last week, you know, was able to, I guess he didn't go off, obviously, but he he was able to hold serve, I'll say, um, as an RB2, especially if you just kind of need a fill in due to injury or something like that. What's the outlook for Arizona? We got the injuries. We also have Hopkins coming back. We have the fact that they picked up Robbie Ann. Anderson and he's going to be active, supposedly playing this Thursday. So both Hopkins and Anderson are going to be playing on Thursday. What's the outlook for Arizona right now? Oh uh, man, well, I think the Roby Anderson was a good move. I know a lot of people speak on him replacing Marquise Brown, but in actuality, I think that move is going to push AJ Green down. Uh, I think Robbie Anderson is the better wide receiver at this point in the career in comparison to AJ Green. Hopper come back, jump in the outside. Roby will play the other outside and have Rondell in the slot. All the weapons, hey. Plenty of weapons. That's what I'm about to say. They're going to have mean, a hell of a wide receiving core when everybody helps. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, you still have Zach Hurts. So, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the people are out there. It's like And running backs that catch out the backfield. But so. Kyler Murray, can you get it done? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would like to see him make better decisions. Uh, in the O-line, offense. I think, is the biggest issue right now that's keeping them from really going into second gear. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe they can get back going like they had last year when they had a little run. Yeah, they did. They didn't they win like eight, nine games in a row, something like that. I mean, it, it was something. It was, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, so I think they possibly can get back to that. 
you got Dak Prescott, who has been cleared to play for Sunday. So barring any type of a setback, that thumb injury is no longer going to keep him sidelined. Do we think that he's going to need a game or two to kind of knock off a little bit of rust? If we remember in game one, when he was in there, he was only at like a 48% completion rate. So he was kind of looking like a lot of these other teams have looked these other few weeks when they've kind of had the opportunity to acclimate a little bit, kind of get on the same page and look a little bit better. Do we think that Dak is going to still need that same, you know, two, three, four weeks to really kick it in high gear? Or do we expect to see something out of him this week? I think we see something out of him. Um, what better game to come back than a Detroit, you know, at least he come True. back not, not facing the <laughs> Eagles, you know what I mean? True. And it had been bad if they brought him back last week facing that defense. Yeah. But uh, this is a game where he probably maybe make a few mistakes or a few bad throws and it may not quite blow up in your face as much being the opponent. So I think he'll be all right moving forward. I honestly think they purposely sat him out that dang game just so they can be sure that he would be in good health. Because he was in seven on sevens, even though he wasn't a full percent regular practice, he was partaking in seven on sevens and he looked pretty good. And if you remember, Dak himself said he would like to get back for that particular game. And that was like two weeks prior to the game. Who knows? Everything is done for competitive advantage or for what may be seen as a competitive advantage. So we'll just kind of see how that ends up working out. The New York Giants, they still haven't had two of their top wide receivers come to practice just yet. Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay are both still sitting out of practice. You have Galladay with his sprained knee and Tony with his hamstring issues, but the Giants are rolling right along without them. So not being at 100% isn't stopping them from winning. Maybe we're overlooking the Giants and paying too much attention to the Eagles and Cowboys because don't look now, but they have the same potential to take over this division based on what I'm seeing right now, barring the health of Saquon Barkley. Uh, quick question. Have the Giants played the Eagles yet? The Giants played the Cowboys. They haven't played the Eagles yet. That's all. <laughs> Think no, nobody should be overacting by this record. They're doing well. It's good to see the NFC East do well. But this team isn't this ain't this ain't it. They're playing of all heart right now. But eventually that's not gonna be enough to get past these tougher teams. But maybe they'll have their players back by the time that time rolls around. Because right now they're winning without their best guys on offense. Yeah, but you know, since the Giants signed Kenny Galladay to that seventy million dollar contract mm-hmm. and they drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. And they got uh, Wandale Robinson as well. Since those two things have happened, the left tackle has more receiving touchdown than both of them combined. So with that being said, <laughs> I don't give a damn about Galladay or Tony coming back being like a big boom to this offense. And those are facts. That's not something I'm just throwing out. It's not the player. It's the new scheme and how they fit into it more so than the player themselves. I think Tony is way more talented than his current numbers show. And we saw that in a couple of games last year. But the main thing with them is they haven't had the opportunity to kind of gel with this new style. So it isn't a plus by them not being there, at least with Tony. Got Galladay, I ain't I got nothing for him. But uh, Tony looked to be pretty talented. Panthers are going to be starting P.J. Walker again this week. They also took Sam Darnold off of IR, and he was able to get in a limited practice session. Per the coach, it's open to a QB competition yet again, I guess, between Walker, Darnold, and uh, Mayfield, who should be uh, returning within a couple of weeks. Does it really not matter who the quarterback is? Or do we think that the fantasy output for the team as a whole may be better with one of those three? I mean, it's definitely better with Donald. I bet you if you DJ Moore, you want Donald. True. <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> so that's all I need to say about that. As far as they coach saying it's a quarterback competition. 
what, in week seven? Really? We have a quarterback competition in week seven? We already see what Mayfield... you got to say stuff like that when you're losing like that. I mean, he's an interim coach. What are you supposed to say? Let's get uh, the Alabama quarterback, the Ohio State quarterback, one of those guys. Let's find a quarterback that's in the college right now. That's what you need to be saying because the answer is not there in Carolina. And we already seen what Mayfield can do. And hell, P.J. Walker was only there because Rule was there. Whoop-de-doo. I just want to say with Walker, you kind of see him unlock CMC quite a bit more. We've seen him pass the ball. I'm not... I ain't playing him in fantasy, but what I will say is he kind of he opened it way more than Baker has to this point. And seeing CMC go over a hundred total yards, I think that looked pretty promising. What they're looking to do, and we see him move, you know, matriculate the ball and get people involved. And to you know, your pickup in Dynasty, Sha Smith is definitely a viable piece now. Thursday night's quarterback for the New Orleans Saints is still up in the air. Head coach Dennis Allen indicated that he isn't exactly sure if Dalton or Winston is going to go. Winston is still recovering from the back injury that has sidelined him for a couple of weeks. The fact that you don't know, or, well, you know, you just ain't telling us. Thursday night games are already low-scoring games as far as fantasy is concerned. I would attempt to avoid anyone in this game outside of Olave and Kamara. I wouldn't even necessarily go with Taysom Hill because if Jason Wentz, uh, if Jameis Winston is starting, that's going to limit what Hill is going to be able to produce as well. So may- maybe if you get the call that Dalton is going to be the guy and you have a few moments to make a few changes and um, you know you want to roll with Taysom Hill at that point, cool. But yeah, Olave and Kamara is all I got for that. It looks like Winston is possibly on the way back. I, I don't know if that says more about Winston or more about Dalton that Winston can pop could possibly usurp him with a fractured back. And then you also have the fact that with the Saints, Michael Thomas as well as Landry, Jarvis Landry, all been actually Adam Trotman as well. They're all out. Chris Olave is the only guy. If you're really struggling, maybe due to buys or injury, maybe Callaway, maybe a you know a spot start, a pivot based on the fact Traquan that Smith. This, yeah, he did show up last week. Traycon Smith will, uh, especially in the PPR, he's someone else that you can pivot to as well. Good call, Joe. Russell Wilson. <laughs> Russell Wilson is trying to play a little trick that I don't like, and and it's I'm starting to lose a little bit of respect for him. If you play the game, I don't want to hear shit about you being hurt after the game over unless it happened in the game. But this, I'm going to go see how I play and then say that this, that, or the third was was hurting after the game, which is why I look crappy. Nah, I can't roll with that. Either you're going to play or you're not going to play. And right now, you out there and not playing. Right now, that they're saying that he's day-to-day with a hamstring issue. It was shoulder the week before or something like that. What do you guys got on Russ? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I remember when this signing happened at first, everybody was like, oh, Russ is going to Denver. We thought this was going to be like crazy. Match made in heaven, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got a run game. They got some weapons. They got a defense. Like, this is going to be a Super Bowl contender. But now, again, I don't really want to blame it on Russ because when I see him play, I still see glimpses of the old Russ in the game. But I, I do not like they play calling. I just don't like their coaching. I was talking about that before he when he got the job. I didn't quite understand the hire. Yeah, you were talking about that in the offseason, matter of fact. It, I remember it, specifically it talking did, about him. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I mean, this guy getting a job off. He didn't call plays in Green Bay. You got the two-time MVP as a quarterback. Same reason why Eric Beanie can't get a job. People not saying he called a plays, saying he called a plays. But when you got such a talented quarterback, sometimes it doesn't help. I don't know if he's – I don't want to say he's done, but it don't it don't look good. Like, Russ I, or the coach? Russ. Oh, okay. Yeah. The coaches, he's, 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 this team should be at least four and two, maybe even five and one. 
because they, they losing close games and it's like bad play calling or some at the you know f- uh, fumbles by the running backs. It's like turnovers, things like that. It's the reason why they losing games. You Russ is not three points or less. It's on the coach, not right. The coach. But Russ is not helping either. At the same time, he's making some bad throws, not seeing the field. He's he's not surveying the field. He's like one. He's locking in on targets. It's it's I don't know. I I really don't know. I'm not even gonna talk about Russ. I'm I'm a loss for words. Other than the fact that we have. First and second round pick this year. Let's ride. You got what you needed, right? Yep, exactly. As a matter of fact, let's stay in the flames with the Broncos here. And let's continue to talk about the coach. Either Gordon is your starter or he's not. Cut the shit. Like, seriously, like, like, you're not Bill Belichick. You haven't earned the right to do this herky-jerky, I'll put in the third string guy and we'll just keep going. No, you're not there yet. Win some games. Give your players the same leeway that you're looking for. It's ridiculous. Gordon now is supposed to be the starter again per Coach Hackett. You pull him out of the game. I, I think he fumbled again. Like, now nah, I understand how, how fumbles affect the game and how you want to, you know, put your foot down, whatever the case may be. But you're about to cause an issue in the locker room that you aren't prepared for and you aren't that great at your job to be calling other people to the carpet for making a mistake. So what if you got set on the sideline after the game when you when you decided that you were going to kick a 64-yard field goal instead of going for it? on fourth and four right i mean he's making a lot of the mistakes that are causing the team to lose and i feel like he's kind of pawning it off a little bit yeah but i think also too this is gordon's last opportunity like yeah i think he went from having the first two years seven and a half million seven and a half million he took 2.5 this year he almost was not even going to be signed to the team and this was his opportunity to show and prove what he could do and and to your point i know fumbles happen a part of the game but we all watch football we watch tiki barber fumble and we understood he was trying to make a play, you know what I mean? Try to make something happen. Like you said, this is an anemic offense, so to play games and to teeter-tie. And we know at this point, Gordon's not going to have many opportunities. He knew it, and that's why he was staring down Russ like that a couple weeks ago. Sammy Watkins has been designated to return, so Aaron Rodgers will have one of his vets back here pretty soon. How long he'll stick around this time, who knows? If Watkins is who you're depending on to bring Green Bay back to life, good luck with that. You know, Benjamin is actually dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. It shouldn't keep him out, but pretty much all the running backs in Arizona are hurt right now. So they got a lot going on. Cobb, Randall Cobb is expected to miss two to four weeks. He ended up having an injury in this past game. Now they're looking at it as a high ankle sprain. So we know that even when you come back from those, they you may not quite be on point just yet. A signing. Deshaun Jackson is now a Raven. I think that this could actually work out well, barring injury, obviously, for Baltimore, because now you have just that one extra element that the defense has to pay attention to. And Deshaun Jackson, if he has nothing else, he still has his speed in his hands. I can kind of see this working out. For the Ravens, you get the Wally vet that can kind of teach the young guns a few tricks of the trade, but then you're also getting a guy that can definitely hold that safety at bay. That'll definitely help this particular offense more than most, because if that safety is held at bay for just a half a second, good luck trying to catch up with Lamar Jackson. I love this signing. You mentioned it. This is something that Baltimore is missing, the speed, you know, stretching that field. This also helps the run game a lot because you have to honor Deshaun. You're not going one-on-one over there with him. He may be 40 years old, but that boy's still running that 4-3. You know what I'm saying? So Right, exactly. You, and I'm He's sure right. And I'm sure his first game he'll catch a 70 yard touchdown. Like that's what he does. That just <laughs> it, it never fails. Like as soon as DJ is getting in, 
you know, he's going to end the stat. Is he going to have two catches for 135 and a touchdown? Like, that's just what he's going to do. And then he'll have his hamstring injury through. <laughs> but I like this signing for them. It's going to unlock a lot of people. I think this helps Andrews. It helps to run the game. Yeah, it also helps Rashad Bateman. You know, I think yeah, hey, this, a is lot. A boost. Yeah, this is a boost for everyone. If they let him play. True, they, true. If they take him and put him on the bench like the Rams did, then that's one thing. But they allow him to get on the field, which I think Harbaugh will. Uh, I, I do, too. I don't think he would have signed if there was any indication that he wasn't going to get game time. Right. I think this unlocks the offense, makes him that much more dangerous for the other guys. It's not about Deshaun, but he helps everybody else's game go up just because of that speed. Yeah, with Duvernay being hurt, I think this is like a good opportunity for him to actually pay dividends right away. We could already possibly see him get a few catches this next game. They got next to nobody. Bateman might miss this game, even though he's returned to practice. I mean, it's something definitely to take into consideration. Like you said, he still got it. You got to love him in DFS for sure, because he got to be damn near free. Jalen Waddle has a shoulder injury, so he was still limited by that shoulder injury. No indication that it's going to keep him from playing this week or anything of that nature. J.K. Dobbins still just isn't right. He mispracticed, so this is a bit of a setback from where they thought they were. I can see Dobbins possibly ending up back on IR. Maybe not the season ending, but for a week. Just, there's no reason to put him in a situation to whereas he's out for a whole other year or anything like that. I would definitely take it easy with him. Hines and Jonathan Taylor are back in practice. DeAndre Swift is back in practice. Jamar Chase is dealing with a hip issue, limited in practice, but no signs that it's going to keep him out on Sunday. Higgins is still dealing with the ankle, limited in practice. It's looking like this ankle is going to be an issue long term unless they sit him down for a week or two. I don't see this ankle injury going away. That about wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and hop into Rapid Fire 10. And now, Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. Rapid Fire 10. These are 10 quick questions. Who do I start this week? Let's get right into it. Eno Benjamin or Travis Etienne? I'm a thousand percent on Etienne, man. I got to. And I'm the opposite. Give me the guy that's going to get the volume. They don't have any other running backs right now in Arizona, so... I think all things being equal, ETN is more talented. But give me the guy that's going to get more bites at the apple. Melvin Gordon or Brian Robinson Jr.? Mm, okay. I guess give me the guy that's in the best standing with the coach. So give me Robinson. Yep. (laughs) We got Kenyon Drake or Najee Harris. (laughs) That was a good one. But Don't that sound so grimy? They ain't that deep, though. Man, who would have thought it came to that? I'm going to go Kenyon and keep it short, man. (laughs) <laughs> that's that too right I'm uh, Najee Najee I feel like Drake is probably more I don't know man give me give me the guy that I spent the most money on Najee's had as many good games as Drake has had so I, I'm gonna stay in the flames with the guy I spent the money on. Justin Fields or Russell Wilson <laughs> I love this week <laughs> I love this week <laughs> I gotta go with uh, Wilson I'm gonna go with Wilson nah, I'm going with Justin Fields man at this point he, he just that offense points. against the Patriots? I don't trust Russ. I don't. Sorry, I don't either. But I do trust the Patriots defense. <sighs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just. I know that's the the real answer, but I'm just over Russell right now. <laughs> and, this, and this, and this user has a Russell Wilson question again. Russell Wilson or Tua Tagovailoa? Tua. <laughs> Tua goes. You go with Tua. That, that's actually. <laughs> 
Hold on. Okay. Can we pause rapid fire just for one second? All right. Who would have thought a year ago that we would have a, a legitimate question of who's the better quarterback between Tua and Russell Wilson? Like, damn. Yeah, that's real shit. How is that possible? The tables have turned. They, they've turned into a damn toilet bowl. Like, it, it ain't even the table no more. Like, what happened, Russ? That that good value Walmart shit ain't, ain't all it's cracked up to be. Whole Foods is there for a reason. It costs a little bit more, but Walmart may have a problem. I know them Russell Wilson jerseys going to be on sale for $19.99 pretty damn soon. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so so what, what, what do we get for an answer? Oh, we're going with Tua. Tua. <laughs> oh, okay. We're going with Tua. All right, we got Michael Gallup. Hey, look, or Skyler Thompson. Or who oh, else? Wow. That's tough. Or Bridgewater. That's or... tough. That's tough, man. That's tough. All right, we got Alec Pierce or Michael Gallup. Damn. This this is a good one this week. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh Alec Pierce. I thought uh Paris Campbell was gonna be a problem, but then the next week this kid just he just continuously find a way to to get a hand of the rock. He don't take much for him to score, man. He's he's lightning fast, man. What you guys say? So as far as Alec Pierce is concerned, would it surprise you to know that as it pertains to pass catchers, he was at the back end of target share this past week? Michael Pittman was first with 27%. Paris Campbell next with 19%. Deion Jackson next with 17 Alec yeah. Pierce last with 12 so the trend that we saw going into the week, which was Matt Ryan was kind of depending on him, isn't what we saw this week. So I don't exactly know what his true role is in the offense. So I'm going to go with the guy that has a defined role. So I definitely see where you're coming from with Pierce, but this week kind of went left as far as him and his target share. So we got Ron Dare Moore or Drake London. Oh, no, we doing Rondell, man. Absolutely. 100% agree. We got DJ Moore or George Pickens. Mm, damn, this is another good one. Do we know if Kenny Pickett is going to be playing this week? I didn't. He practiced full today. He did? Okay, cool. And the coach did come out and said if he passes concussion protocol, he's a starter. Wait, so he's practicing in full and hasn't gone through protocol yet? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure if he cleared it yet, but. Oh, no, okay. This, this okay. is just a a, a a statement by the coach saying when he does clear, he will he is gotcha. the starter. So okay, yeah. so it ain't no controversy. Is basically what he's saying. Right. That's not starter. Gotcha. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm gonna go with Pickens in this case. I'm gonna go with DJ. Without Robbie, I mean, if they, I don't know. If they don't get him the ball now. I don't. Something has to change. We got TJ Hawkinson or the newly reinstated DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, easy. For Wait, me. I'm going Hopkins. And last but not least, we got Kyle Pitts or Hunter Henry. Damn, two dumpsters, man. I don't know. Shit. Oh, oh, oh. Pitts only caught okay, that, so, that one catch for touchdown. Yeah. And, and that's yeah, how he, he only had like three catches for like 13, 18 like yards. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I think it was like barely anything. So I'm going to go with Hunter Henry. He's just a bigger part of the offense. And it seems like Zappy's kind of getting that ball out there right now. I'm assuming that Zappy's going to be the quarterback this week. I haven't heard anything about Jones being, you know, back at close to 100%. And I don't see a reason to put him out there unless he is at 100%. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Hunter as well. I, I, I have all the faith in the world in Pitts. I, we talk about coaching. How, the number four overall pick don't get no catches. And this dude was almost leading the league in receiving the year before. I just, I'm scratching my head. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10.
Okay, good people. So let's go through these matchups for the week. By the time you hear this, you will probably be watching or have watched the New Orleans versus Arizona game that has a 44 point over under and New Orleans is getting two points. I find it interesting that there's only a two point spread here, even with everything that New Orleans has going on injury wise. Uh, we didn't speak on it, but Lattimore, their number one cornerback, is also out. So that kind of has more of something to do with the matchup than it does, you know, fantasy in and of itself. But that's another one of the reasons that I think Hopkins is going to go off because Hopkins can go off on Lattimore. Lattimore ain't going to be out there. I can definitely see Hopkins have a, a, a pretty good game, definitely a couple of bomb passes out there. We'll see what Eno does they still have their defensive line. So if you have a pivot for that, I don't know how much, you know, rushing is going to take place in this game. And Olave, he's a necessary guy. So especially in PPR, I, I expect him to give you somewhere between 14 to 18 points. Yeah, I know everybody's going to be on Hopkins. I think Rondell Moore should do well this game. I want to see he had 18 targets in the last two games. I want to see Hopkins' condition, this being his first game back. I'm not sure how that's going to be. I'm pretty sure he'll probably play a full complement of snaps. But I think uh, Rondell Moore will probably be a guy that can really uh, shake something this game. We may see him even get the ball in the backfield this game, being that Connor may be out and then Eno Benjamin is pretty much like the only show in town. I could very well see him getting some snaps out of the backfield. But again, for his DFS, like you said earlier, if you're the Saints, the only person you like really probably is Kamara and maybe Olave. And then for the Cardinals, I guess you deploy uh, Murray, Hopkins, uh, Rondell and I would be a little iffy about Eno if I could find a pivot there. Uh, I'd be fine with playing Hurts as well. This could be a good big Hurts game. Well, you still have uh, Tyron Matthew out there lurking around for the safety, so it be interesting. And and that's another thing. Tyron going to his old team. So maybe more motivated yeah. defensively. Tyler Boyd, that's all I'm going to say. So, he, I think it's. I think he's gonna get uh, plenty to good chance with the Rock. We've seen like Higgins play, but then don't play enough and not play a lot of steps. And then with the hip with Jamar, we already know he's gonna be spoon fed. But Joe, what, what the hell are you talking about? What you talking about? You talking about New Orleans Saints versus the Cardinals? Oh, why skip? Why turn put? the TV off? <laughs> you know what? Turn the game off, Joe. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Let's ride. Sorry. Audible. <laughs> oh, sorry. So with Arizona, New Orleans, I kind of agree where everybody said. I mean, as far as DFS, only dart throw at this point is Keontae Ingram, who played a fair amount of snaps as well. I'm not off of also Taysom Hill. Like We see the difference in the tempo and what they're able to do when they get him involved, even in the slightest. And his usage is particularly when they get close to the red zone. He's going to run the ball. He's going to have a few out design plays for him. And again, if they're going to stay in his game i don't see where he's not a factor on the field so i i think he'll definitely be involved in this game falcons are going to be going up against the cincinnati Bengals. this one has a 47 point over under and the falcons are getting six points start your Bengals, and there's no one i'd feel comfortable starting on the falcon side yeah i agree totally pretty much nothing else to be said about this one like you said start your Bengals. i guess if you in a pickle i mean you know it's crazy i think mariota is like the 12th quarterback in fantasy right now surprisingly so i guess if you have to play him in a two quarterback league or Super flex, I guess you go with them. Other than that, there's nobody offensively for the car uh, for the Falcons. I feel comfortable with. Same. The Detroit Lions are going to be going up against the Dallas Cowboys. This one has a 49 point over under, and Detroit is getting seven points. Vegas is indicating that Dak's return is going to be successful, and they are going to be putting up several points. I like this game as far as fantasy is concerned. 
even though I think a lot of points are going to be scored, I can see a, a, a pick six from Dallas in this game, even though I think Detroit is going to end up putting up, you know, a decent amount of points. I, I wouldn't be scared to play um, the Cowboys defense. As far as Dak is concerned, Jared Goff, St. Brown, Swift, if he goes, Zeke, I actually like Gallup over Lamb because coming back, Dak is going to go with who he's most familiar with and Gallup is going to have the lesser, the cornerback competition on him. So I can see this being a decent game for Gallup and also for Schultz. Yeah, I agree. I like Gallup as well this game. The corner from Detroit is Jeff Okunda. What's his last name? Okunda, Ohio State. Yeah, he's playing pretty good this year. Playing actually pretty well. So Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, I think he'll probably be on CD a good bit of this game. And so I really think this is a good Gallup game. I guess, again, if you have Dak Prescott, you've been holding him this long, you must deploy him. You must play him. Can't pinch him. But this could be very well a, hmm, not a shootout. I can see golf getting some big throws this game because even though the, the Dallas defense is pretty good, guys like Diggs take chances. Yeah, St. Brown will get off on Diggs. A lot of them chances can be touched down. So uh, I think this can still very well be a decent scoring game. But I still wouldn't be, like you said, I wouldn't be afraid to play a Dallas defense against this team as well because sacks, strip sacks. <laughs> and, and also with those chances that Diggs take, some of them are going back the other way. It could yeah, be definitely true. a Dallas touchdown. And not only that, they haven't yet to return a kick this year, but that guy they have in the all scene they sign. Yeah, Turf. so that can happen any day now. So I, I will be comfortable playing the Dallas defense as well. Okay. I'm a big fan of getting Josh Reynolds. Again, you know, just going back to the well with him, I think he's heavily involved in his offense. And who is DJ Chark at this point? Like he's. Chark is still hurt, I believe. I don't think Chark is going to play this week, actually. That's even better for him because if you look at his targets and his receptions, it's, it's out of this world 10, 8, 10, 6, 7, 6. And it's in this rapport between him and golf going back from the Rams, it's apparent in this offense. Like if you get in a shootout and you already got your de facto second best weapon. Aside from Amira, I think he's a, qu- a quick plug-in for a DFS, or even if you got parlays and stuff like that, too. Indianapolis Colts are going to be going up against the Tennessee Titans. This one is a 42.5 point over-under, and the Colts are getting two points. I like JT I'm going up against the Titans. It'll either be Pierce or Pittman, but I don't think both, and I don't trust any of Tennessee's pass catchers. Obviously, if you got Henry, you start him. I don't know what to say about this one. I, I agree with you totally against this in this game. You got Henry. Uh, the pass catches, though, man, for Tennessee, it's just like, who do you trust? Maybe, maybe Woods, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I guess. Surprise! This could very well be a great game for another game for uh, Matt Ryan. You know, Tennessee's coming in one of the worst pass defenses, and Matt Ryan's been throwing it at a high clip. Yep. 50. But what I've noticed 50. is he locks on to a dude. Pittman should have a great game, but this guy's throwing over 50 pass attempts, like, damn near every week now, and the run game hasn't really been there. Any word on JT? Is he playing this game? He and Hines are both practicing in full on a Wednesday, so that definitely lends itself to both of them playing this Sunday. I think you should temper your expectations on JT as well, though. Like, since he do have a decent run defense, he's already not been looking the hottest this year. But um, I mean, if you got him, you got to play him. We haven't. I don't think we'll see the JT of old yet. I don't think it's the game we'll see him. But I do love Pittman and Ryan this game, along with Henry, of course. Green Bay is going to be going up against the Washington Commanders. This one is a forty-two point over/under. Washington's getting five points. 
I don't like anybody on either team in this game. What you got, Joe? I think this Alan Lazard thing is finally coming to the appeal that we had during the offseason where they kept saying he was the guy. If it's somebody we can count on this offense is Alan Lazard. Dobbs is not making a lot of his targets, so he's like a dart throw. But at least we know Lazard is going to get in the game. So I like I like Lazard personally. I do like Robert Tunyon if you have any tight end issues. Yeah, I like Tunyon as well. I can see Brian Robinson scoring this game. Uh, the Packers aren't the greatest against the run. True. And with Heineke playing, I think I'm not sure if this unlocks a Terry McLaurin, but I think it could be well for someone like Curtis Samuel, who's someone he already has a rapport with. They both play together in Carolina, so I can very well see. I think Dotson is going to sit again this game, so I can very well see Curtis Samuel having a pretty good game. As far as the Packers defense, um, offensively, man, like, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, the running backs, you play those guys, but and you, you must play Lazard. I'm cool with Tanya, but everything else, even though Romeo Dobbs has been leading the team in targets, he hasn't been making the best out of those targets on some games. Facts. He's been dropping a lot of balls. And with that, it can become trust issues with your uh, quarterback. I can see these guys making a move, um, maybe a Darius Slayton or maybe a Chase Claypool. I saw that out there that they could possibly make a move to get Claypool. I don't know if that helps you this year. I think it helps you long term, but Claypool hasn't shown the aptitude to be able to latch on to an offense that quickly. It kind of feels like you just be getting more of what you were already getting from rookies. That's just my humble opinion. You got Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Carolina Panthers. This one has an 11-point spread. Vegas is predicting that Carolina is pretty much going to get their ass whooped this weekend. I mean, it it ain't even going to be close. CMC is the only Carolina Panther that I have faith that he'll figure it out. Tampa Bay, I think this will possibly be a get-right game for them. Godwin got in some good work last week. Mike Evans has been reliable. No news on Julio. I think he's still out. Gage was a little nicked up as well. I think Fournette will have one of his normal games, and they are continuing to use the rookie Rashad White a little bit more. So Dynasty and possibly if you're just looking at what may happen a little bit later on in the year, you might want to look at Rashad White. Yeah, I like Fournette this game as well. I think this is one of those games he can really you know, go off, get you one of them 30, 25, like one of them great games. Uh, they're probably going to lean on the run a good bit. I don't really like CMC, to be honest with you, because Tampa Bay historically tends to play him pretty well. And now that you have P.J. Walker at quarterback, it should be better. I mean, the guy only threw for like 60 yards last week against the Rams. I know Joe was saying he unlocked him, but he didn't really unlock him. It just seemed like they were just giving him more. To me, when I watched the Carolina Panthers play last week, it seemed like, I don't know how, if y- how y'all viewed it, but it seemed like Christian McCaffrey was on display. It didn't seem legit what they because if you compare the games before how they was really wasn't giving him the rock and now all of a sudden it's like here 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 it seemed like he's on display for other teams to look at in this whole trade debacle going on that's how i looked at it he's like he's on full display like look at this car what you think about it i agree and at the same time i don't the only reason i say that is because interim head coach Mm -hmm. he understands that his best way to win and possibly his best avenue to a head coaching job is on the back of CMC because they don't have a quarterback. The, the GM is loving it, but the GM isn't the one calling the plays. I think it may be a combination of things. Maybe he's on display, but I think he's on display because he's the best piece that they have, mm-hmm. and you don't want to keep racking up L's, ruin your chance of ever being a head coach. I, I think this is, a, like you said, this is a, get, a nice uh, get back for the Bucks. I think they get back on pace. The defense will be rolling. I think it'll be a high turnover game. This game's probably gonna get away from them pretty early. Yeah, I, I don't. I have. It's hard to find anything to like for this game other than what you guys pointed out. But I, I'm gonna go back to DJ Moore for what we said. For what I was saying earlier, I just you with no Robbie Anderson, you you have to 
get this guy the ball. I would think, right? You'd have to. Conventional wisdom, we don't know how that works with Carolina. But they, I think they'd have to get him involved. The New York Giants are going to be going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. This has a 42-point over-under. And the Giants are getting the points. I think this is going to be a really good game. I can see the Giants coming out on top, but as far as fantasy players are concerned, obviously you stay in the flame with Barkley. Jones has been doing pretty decent. I like Wandale Robinson in this game. I, I like his uh, usage in first game back. I can only imagine it should increase as the weeks go by. As far as Jacksonville is concerned, right now, my biggest issue is at running back. I don't know if Robinson or ETN is the guy. And right now, Robinson's numbers haven't really been up there. ETN minus one big play would have had worse numbers than Robinson. But I don't know if I trust the backfield. I do trust Trevor Lawrence. They've been getting him involved as far as his legs and everything is that concerned. So if you're in one of those leagues where you get four points for a passing touchdown and six for a rushing touchdown, you know, that kind of gives you a little bit of an advantage there. I do like uh, what we would see from Lawrence in this one. Christian Kirk, stay in the flames. Zay Jones, if you're nasty, but, you know, don't depend on that. That would be more like a tournament play, you know, kind of keep your fingers crossed type of deal. Yeah, the Giants defense is actually playing pretty well, so I'm not the hugest fan uh, a huge fan of, of Lawrence's week. I'm not a huge fan of them offensively at all. Well, running the ball, I think they can get off. Passing the ball, the Giants is one of the better teams in the league. Uh, of course, you're going to get a heavy dose of Saquon this game. I think Wanda Robinson, this could be a good game for him as well. Very little play last week, but I think he made a play 16 snaps. But in those 16 snaps, he had four targets. Caught a touchdown. Those snaps will increase. Those targets will increase because him and Saquon are the only show in town offensively for this team. They had no other no other, no pieces. That's it. It's just those two. So I think Wondell, this will be another game that he could possibly uh, make some noise. All I got is Evan Ingram, honestly. It's a, a good matchup for him. And, and he's been fairly productive the last three games. And I like I agree. I think this game is going to be a really good game to watch. I think it might not start out, the you know, it's kind of slow. But I think second to third quarter and on, it's going to be a nice little back and forth. So I like Evan Ingram a lot in this matchup. He's He seems to be rejuvenating. He's going against his former team. So I think that's pretty cool. The New York Jets are going to be going up against the Denver Broncos. This one has a 38-point over-under and only a one-point spread. They're expecting this one to be pretty tight. I like the Jets defense. I like Brees Hall. And I like maybe Sutton if they get back to use, utilizing him the way he has been utilized. Jets defense, Brees Hall, and the Broncos, man, that's a big question mark. You know, it's even said that, uh, hell, Russ might even play this week. Oh, that, See, I, I didn't I didn't hear that. Yeah, um, they say Britt, Rip, Rippin is a possibility. They say oh, wow. Russ will push to play, but it's going to be with the Broncos to be able to make that final decision. If um, I'm Russ, I let that dude play. Ain't nothing like people liking what they have more so than seeing what they don't have if I'm not there. So uh, you, you think it's bad with Russ. Let this Brett Rippin dude get out there and we'll see how that goes. The Jets got really good wide receivers, so it's like, take your pick. But I think this Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson thing might get back on the right path. So I think if someone's having to choose a receiver from there, I, I think this is the game. I mean, he's already wanting the ball. He's already asking for the ball. And they already had a bromance, you know, for the longest upon his return back into the lineup. So I think that's a good place to go as far as the Jets. Uh, as far as the Broncos, I mean, like you said, have to get Sutton the ball. But outside of Sutton, uh, Greg Dolchich, I think um, we've seen him now healthy, what he does to the offense. He caught a lot of big passes already off the gate. I think that he's going to be a solid play if we're going to uh, pivot from the obvious Sutton and 
I guess we talk about Judy, but to your point, the Jets defense is playing crazy right now. Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens. This is a 45 and a half point over under and Cleveland is getting six and a half points. They're very much familiar with each other. I think that kind of plays to the hand of the Ravens, being that the Browns aren't at full strength. I like the Ravens as far as fantasy players are concerned. I like Brissett if you're in a pinch. The Ravens secondary has been bismal to say the least. Cooper's been kind of getting it done. If you got him, you go with him. Chubb had a down week last week. I, I don't know that he'll have two down weeks like that in a row. So I, I would feel confident starting Chubb. I don't think both Chubb and Hunt get off in this one. So Baltimore side, you know, you start your Andrews. I like Bateman if he goes. And if you're in a pinch and, and you just need that dart throw, Deshaun Jackson is that dart throw. Yes, I love a dart throw. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> I think you should temper your expectations. Be more of a grenade. On, I like Chubb, but this would be the game where I think he's a, you know slowed a little bit. The Baltimore run defense is pretty decent this year. I do like Amari Cooper this game, being that Baltimore is horrible against the pass. So this could be a very well game where he gets off. You play all your Baltimore Ravens as expected. I think Drake can actually have another good game, and he maybe can close the door on being the starter completely if he has a good game this week. That's another waiver piece. That I hope guys picked up on this past week. And, and this actually probably going to be a really big game for uh, Lamar. I think this going to be a bounce back game for Lamar as well. Sad to admit this, but uh, David and Joku, man, damn, the dude is on. He's on one, man. I think he's a solid play. He, they just get him the ball. They even lined him out wide uh, this past week, too. So I just I just love his what he's doing and the season he's on right now. Definitely a solid play. To your point, obviously, Amari. With the Ravens, oh, we all know it's obvious that Mark Andrews is going to have a 100-yard game. So. <laughs> that's like the only two pieces they got i don't think bateman plays this week he's really close so he's gonna be a super game time decision but he'd be appealing if he's a full full go i just think they hold him back a week but i think we'll know sunday morning before kickoff if he's he's solid the houston Texans are going up against the las vegas raiders this is a 45 and a half point over under and houston is getting seven points start your raiders start cooks start pierce yeah i mean that's all i need to be said about this one I mean, you said in a nutshell, start Pierre, start start Cooks, start your Raiders. And... Yeah, I think uh, until they uh, get Adams for that fan, it's on it's on and popping. I think Adams is going to get right back to it. Gosh, just, I wish there was more names to say on the Raiders. Josh Jacobs is still a solid play, forever going to be a solid play. On the opposite end, can Brandis Cooks wake the hell up? And I, I think um, that'd be nice if he come alive this week. I think Josh Jacobs can very well be the top three Fancy back this week. So look out for him. Seattle Seahawks up against the Los Angeles Chargers. This one is a 51 point over under. And the Seahawks are getting six points. What you got on this one, Joe? I think this is going to be a good game, man. I, I'm I'm personally excited. Maybe that's a little biased to me, but I think this is going to be a really good matchup. I think, obviously, you got to start all your receivers in this group. Keenan Allen is kind of in the air. That's another one game time. But I think after not getting Mike, Mike Williams the ball, that's going to be the number one, number one, and number one uh, as far as getting him involved. We already know Eckler, Kenny Walker. <sighs> it's it's time to just we got to sip the Kool Aid. That this is it, regardless of uh, going on in the future. This is the the stud running back for Seattle. Start him with confidence. He just he can just do it all. Those are my my favorites for oh going into the game. Obviously, uh, Joe Everett too. Yeah, I ain't got really much to say about this one. Um, I think Joe pretty hit on most of those points. I was very impressed with uh, Kenneth Walker uh, with him being. He looks like an RB1, so definitely starting with confidence uh, going into this game. 
That's all I need to say about that one. He, he looks really good. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be going up against the San Francisco 49ers. This is a 48 and a half point over under. And the Chiefs are getting two and a half. Excuse me. Sam Fran is getting two and a half points. Start your Chiefs. Well, let me not say it that way. Patty, Kelsey. I like Juju in this one. I don't know that I like the running game for the Chiefs so much. I think they'll kind of cannibalize each other a little bit. Believe it or not, McKinnon has actually had the larger share of snaps as of late as far as Kansas City is concerned. So they're definitely splitting up that backfield. I like Kelsey. I like Juju. I like Patty. As far as San Fran is concerned, they scare me. One person will go off. Might be Debo. Might be IU. It hasn't been Kittle as of yet. Could be him. But it's normally not too many people that go off because they don't normally put up but so many points. So San Fran kind of scares me a little bit. I think this could be a trap game for the Chiefs. I'm not sure if Bosa's playing. That's going to be a big a big piece if Bosa plays. But uh, I could see this game not whatever the projections are for points. I could see it being a lot lower uh, going against these Niners. But let's go for Kelsey and also goes for Pat Mahomes. I actually think Jimmy G is going to play well this game because the Chiefs defensive coordinator, he just will not change. He goes one-on-one with corners on the outside all day long. Reason why they get torched week to week by a receiver because he just won't change. He's hard-headed. So I could definitely see Ayuk or either Debo doing well. With him doing well, that means Garoppolo's doing well. So I could see Garoppolo throwing 300 yards in this game, man. He might even outplay Mahomes. Maybe some people may think it's a stretch, but the way these defenses are constructed, I could definitely see it. You sure that ain't fandom talking right now? No, no, no. You do you see the Chiefs like every week? It's the same thing. They get killed on the outside by whoever they receive. You see what Diggs did to him. You see what Gabriel Davis did to him. You see what Devontae did the week before, right? Like it's <laughs> like and, and he's going one on one with like a fifth round pick and like what are you doing? Like this Devontae Adams. <laughs> Last year, you seen Jamar Chase had like 200 yards in the first quarter on him. Like, like it's it's like he doesn't Spagnola. He would not change. He just goes. That's what he's going with. With them blitzing, they stay one on one outside. I just think Debo and Ayuka are receivers that can you know beat these this one on one cover because they don't have the best of corners on the outside. That's for one, but they play their scheme no matter what the personnel is. So for that reason, I think Jimmy Garoppolo will have a great game. Trust me, it's not a fan because Jimmy Garoppolo. Is horrible. But against this defense, I think he can actually have a good game. Kansas City is actually good against the run, so I'm not going to say we're going to run crazy on them. I just think that Jimmy G can, if he could throw a good ball, he can get, it could be what you're not expecting, I'll tell you that. I, I'm a big fan of IU to go off of what Vander said. Really good game for him. And as far as the Chiefs, it's just you only can trust Kelsey. I think Kelsey has another three, four touchdowns. It's, it's, it's becoming just like the Ravens. It's, it's, that's the whole offense. It's Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. I almost wanted to say Juju, but I ain't going to lie to myself. Let, let's move on. Pittsburgh up against Miami. This one is a 45-point over-under. Pittsburgh is getting seven points. What you got on this one, Vander? I think this may be the game that we finally see Kenny Pickett and Pickens go hamburger. <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? Miami pass defense isn't the best. Uh, and this would actually be the best. Didn't they have some people out? Are they back to full strength? Xavier was balling last. Was okay, strapped. so he was back. Okay. But, he was but, but who he going to be on? So True. Uh, this is the easiest. I'm not going to say the, the softest, but this is the best defense that Kenny Pickett would have seen thus far um, as far as scoring. And I think that you know, he could have his way. This could be, a, this could sneakily be a high scoring game very easily. 
You know what I'm saying? It, it has one of the higher over unders of the week. So yeah. I mean, Vegas so, is looking at it the same way that you just kind of. There you go. And this, you know, we think of the Pittsburgh defense of old, the Miami defense of like. Nah, this, is, this ain't no it. More. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this ain't quite it. So I'm not sure. How's how two- Miami's run defense? Do we think Najee might have a chance to kind of do something this week? Man, no. Najee hurt. Okay. Na- Najee is hurt, man. Oh, that plantar fasciitis still got him? Yeah, he got a plate in his shoe. He playing oh. with a plate. He came out and, 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 and said something about it, but he's playing with a plate. He's, he's obviously hurt. A shell so he, of himself right now. Yeah, like he's the highest. He finally scored he, last week. Yeah, on a pass play, but on uh, like a couple, two, three-yard play. You know what I'm saying? Like he hasn't rushed over. The highest rushing total he had this year was 74 yards. He's done, man. He's for this year. That's something that's going to linger for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good matchup. Definitely agree. Um, Got to be Tyreek at this point. And I think Gusecki's that game to me wasn't so much outlier, but or really vindictive of how they need to get him more involved in the offense. More of a dart throw, obviously, but I think that's definitely will put him in consideration with those that's needing to save in DFS. But it's going to be a Tyreek kind of week, honestly. Lastly, we have Chicago going up against New England. This is a 40-point over-under on Monday night, and the Bears are getting eight points. I look for the New England defense to stand up. They are pretty good against mobile QBs, knowing that there is not a single wide receiver in the building to double. Those safeties are going to have a field day if Fields attempts to run the ball um, often. So I like uh, Stevenson. I don't like David Montgomery this week. He's going to get volume, but again – that New England defense is for real. An eight-point spread is one of the higher spreads. I think it's the second highest to the 11-point spread that Tampa and Carolina has. So, again, this is one of those games that Vegas is saying the Patriots should kind of have their way with. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be for the Patriots yet. The Bears has a pretty decent secondary. So, if it's Jones, I don't think he'll do very much. Zappi's willing to take more chances. So, he'll probably end up having an interception or two if he goes. but. I think there'll be a lot more yards as far and fantasy points if Zappy's the guy. That- I think this could be the game that Matt Jones loses his damn job. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you see that they were saying um like it's something going on between the coaching staff and Matt? Jones? They didn't give details, but I've been seeing like rumors going around from the beat writers and stuff that they got some kind of beef going on with each other or something. What it was saying, I heard some things where it's saying he need to humble himself, and you got to stand who these guys are using. I mean. He's already acting like Psycho Tom. He hasn't did anything yet. Mm. If, if you pay attention to Matt Jones' practice, different things he's screaming, talking trash, he's doing a lot of things. It's like, bro, you ain't you did nothing yet. Like he he's he's real. He's very vocal. He talks a lot. You know what I mean? He got a little bravado by himself. But you coming in after the goat, you gotta stand what these people in this this uh, organization is used to. Right. So yeah, he's not really rubbing a lot of people the right wrong. You know the right way. But uh, cause think about it, this guy made a Pro Bowl as a rookie, even though you know. You know how he made it. Was it was a feeling, but still, you made yeah, it. But he made it. You know what I mean? And that's just, he's a little, he's feeling himself a little bit. So a lot of people are saying he need to humble himself. And I think Zappi is, I mean, if you look at the games, he started, the, the offense is just doing better. It's scoring yeah. more points. Yeah, uh, He's just Hell, doing better. The defense better. is doing better because they don't so, have to be on the field as much. This could be another Drew Tom Brady. If he, if he let that boy go out here and score another high points, and I don't think they're going to make any changes. 
and they can still fall back on the fact that you got a bum ankle. So so they don't have to, quote unquote, make a decision as long as your injury is still hampering you, even if it's one percent. Mm. I like Jacoby. I'm, I'm sad I'm saying this. I like Jacoby. About damn time. Tried to tell your ass. Yeah, I don't know what it is with Zappy <laughs> and Jacoby, but Jacoby got that been balling right there. Like he's already balling, but he but he's balling, balling. He took a step back from the week prior that he played Detroit, but against Cleveland, you kind of expect that. But he was going against Denzel Ward as well. I saw like you can literally see them man on man uh, most of the game. So I think that was really impressive for Jacoby to still have uh, sixty yards and four receptions. He caught all four of his passes, his targets. PPR like, goal. There we go. That about wraps up the show for this week. Make sure that you follow and subscribe so that way when the shows do come out early, you get full access up first. We out.